What's up, everybody? Welcome to this edition of AYNE. Are you not entertained? This is your host, Lewis Mercedes. I'm going to be chopping it up with my man, D'Angelo Smith. We're going to be giving our reflections and our thoughts and reviews on the good music rollout that we've experienced for the past five weeks. We're going to give our overall thoughts on what each project sounded like, how it was received, and so on and so forth. So that includes Pusha T's Daytona, Kanye West's Ye, Kanye West and Kid Cudi, Kid C Ghost, Nas, Nazir, and Tiana Taylor, KTSE. We're going to talk about all those albums, kind of in depth, not too in depth so that we don't bore the listeners, but we're going to be talking about the production, the some of our favorite tracks, which album or albums would be considered some of the best of 2018 so far. So stay tuned, folks. What up, D'Angelo? What up, what up, D'Angelo, Mr. Smith? Yeah, what's up, my guy? How you doing? Yourself? I can't complain, man. I'm doing, I'm doing good. You know, knees getting better, and you know, it's summertime. You know, the weather finally broke, so I'm excited, man. <laughs> that's what's up, man. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that your knee is recovering. That's that's awesome news, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, you know, it's getting there, you know, not quite at, you know, 100%, still going to take a while for everything to, you know, get tight and develop, but as far as moving around and all that good stuff, I'm, I'm Gucci, man, I'm, I'm pretty good. So I'm assuming you're still doing the physical therapy, right? So that ended in April, but, um, you know, I continue with the exercises at home, you know, a couple days a week and stuff, and um, eventually I'm, uh, you know, get back into the gym and, you know, start doing, like, the, the bike and leg press so I can really strengthen up the muscle. Oh, that's what's up, man, because I was going to say, you know, Duddy Friday dancing doesn't really count as physical therapy, bro. <laughs> You're absolutely <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I, I still, still got a little way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But this is kind of like history in the making, man, because this is the first time that – I have you on as a guest on AYNE, just you, just you and I. Uh, no Kyote, no Eric, just Lou, Lou and D. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time, man. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are, bro. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So this topic today, we're going to reflect on this good music rollout. No pun intended, or I guess there's a pun intended. Um, for those of you who have been living under a rock, for the better part of the last decade and a half, good music, which is an acronym for getting out our dreams, is Kanye West's label. And Pusha T, formerly of the Clips, is the president of good music because they were a subsidiary of Def Jam Records. So what they've been doing over the recent years is signing new artists and <clears throat> putting out more music, this, that, and the third. So, but Kanye is like the the brainchild behind good music. So their plan for 2018, I guess it was really a plan that they've had in the works, right? Like, I, I'm pretty sure they, they he started announcing it like last year or earlier this year. 
Yeah, uh, I believe so. I think earlier, probably probably early this year or whatnot, because everything kind of just fell together, like fell into place. Right. So I know that he's had uh, quite a controversial year thus far with his comments about slavery being a choice and his basically his coming out party of his mental illness and how he's officially diagnosed as bipolar, which makes a whole lot of sense when you think about his tirades and his rants and his somewhat childish behavior ever since he came out into the limelight. But his plan was to take Pusha T, Nas, Kid Cudi, Tiana Taylor, and a couple of other collaborators, frequent collaborators, might I add, like Ty Dolla Sign, Charlie Wilson, and just have them secluded in some resort in Wyoming. Out of all states, Wyoming, bro. It can't get any more secluded than that. Yo, funny thing about that state in particular, pretty, you know, it's a pretty known spot, like Jackson Hole, I think it's called. Like, a lot of creatives, a lot of entertainers, they go there to write. Like, I, I think Chris Rock recently went out there probably a few months ago, maybe sometime last year, you know, to write, like, I guess, a, either some new material for his next, you know, his next stand-up or some type of, you know, screenplay for a movie. Like, it's literally a spot where everyone goes out there. I mean, you and me, you know, we're big on, you know, Silicon Valley, you know, fans. And they've mentioned, you know, they meant Gavin and um, I forgot the other guy. He meant They mentioned going out there a couple times to, like, just think, clear their head and, you know, stuff of that nature. Ah, that's really interesting. See, I didn't know that. But you know what? That makes sense yeah. because for the if you want like a very, I guess, moody and atmospheric and personal and introspective experience as far as letting your creative juices flow, then a place like what you described, like that that resort in Wyoming is is perfect, you know, because New York City, L.A., Chicago, like all those main cities, you know, they tend to be crowded and it could probably cloud your judgment somewhat. Yeah, yeah, it's too, too noisy, too loud. You just need to be at peace and just one with, you know, one, one with nature because, you know, the scenery out there, I'm, uh, from what I've seen and heard, it's, it's pretty amazing. So inspiration just, you know, comes to life, you know, out there. Mm. You know, fun fact, this, when it was shacked up in this resort, he, he, uh, meaning Kanye West, he was paying like, what was it, somewhere? I think it was eight and ten thousand a night, if not more. Um, and they and they yeah. stood out there for like what two, three weeks, just banging out recordings for uh, all of their projects. Yeah, they, um, you're referring to Pusha T, right? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to all of them. Weren't all of them shacked up in the same resort? Um, in the same location and everything, uh, you know, for like $8,000 a night. Now I think, um, I think Pusha T was with him mostly. And like, you know, they were there for like, yeah, two, three weeks. The first week it was pretty much just them hanging out, just chilling. Like, you know, you know, they got the, the big, you know, the hotel they got, you know, it was huge, sweet and all of that good stuff. And like the first week it was just like, them, you know, just Kanye hanging out. So, you know, Pusha T, 
he's paying for this as well. He's, Kanye is not, you know, fronting the entire bill. They, they're splitting it. So the wow. first week, he's, yeah, he's pretty much looking at him like, yo, bro, like, um, when are we going to start? <laughs> you know, it's, this is a lot of money. This is eight to ten grand a night. Like, let's start, you know, chopping it up. Let's start, you know, working. And it was probably around the second week or so. That's when, you know, the creative juices started flowing. And then he started to like, you know, he started working. Both of them started working. And I seen in a couple of um, Pusha T interviews, he said that he found, they found Tiana Taylor's album out there. So it was between, they were at Utah and Wyoming. Apparently Utah is another spot that's like Wyoming. And they wow. split between there. And um, <laughs> yeah, they found Tiana's album first. Then, you know, they assembled Pusha T's album and then it kind of just rolled down the barrel for everything else. Oh, that's really interesting. See, this is all enlightening to me. I did basic research. Um, I guess you're, you're you have more of the, the research type facts about this topic. I'm going more with the my actual reactions to the actual project. But that's yeah. all that's yeah. all interesting, man. And what's even more interesting is that we'll get to this later, but the fact that Nas finally has an album with more than one or two Kanye beats. As a matter of fact, he has an entire album produced by Kanye West. Now I say entire album loosely because that's been somewhat of a topical debate on the length of LPs these days, because we grew up with albums being 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 songs long. And now yeah. you kind of see in this day and age in the 21st century that albums are becoming much, much shorter. So what constituted an album or, or what the criteria that an album met 10 years ago, 15 years, 20 years ago, is not the same as right now. Because in 2018, a mixtape or an EP could pretty much be considered an album because albums only have like about 10 tracks or less these days anyway. So what Kanye, yeah. he had said something interesting to Pusha T in an interview. Because um, Pusha T, I don't think he, I think he was a little skeptical with only having an album with only seven tracks. But Kanye said, hurt. you know what? Good music is good music. Quality music is quality music. You know, who's what what constitutes an album really? Like I can put out something that's like five or six songs and label it an album, and that's what people are gonna label it as. You know, if I say it's an EP or a mixtape, then it's an EP or a mixtape. So I think that's interesting because I myself I'm an album person. I love listening to albums. That's just I've always I've always uh digested my music like that. So yeah. In this day and age, with all the amount of content that's out, right? Yeah. Like, you got so much music to stream, so many movies to stream, so many TV shows to stream. There's just so much content out that it's like my brain is overloaded and I don't have enough time to get through all everything. So I think it's not the worst thing in the world if an artist puts on an album that's 10 tracks or less. Because, you know, times are different now. I don't have time all, the, all, you know, consistently to listen to 15 to 20 songs and, and and give that album the replay value that I want. 
You know, it's much yeah. easier for me nowadays to just listen to a, a, a 10 to 12 track album. Like, what's your take on that? Um, honestly, I honestly, bro, like the you know, like, yeah, over the last you know couple years, the the whole definition of an album, a mixtape, you know, even a playlist of you know last two years because Drake introduced it, that term. It's just like the the lines are blurred between what is a you know an EP versus LP album versus mixtape. So pretty much, you know, you know the the mindset now is you know listen if you have music just release it like slap it on something. You can call it an album. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Just make sure that there's enough on there for you know consumers to consume. Me personally, I appreciate you know the shorter albums because. You know, it's quality over quantity. Like, it's it's kind of funny because it seems like the more seasoned, you know, artists, the more seasoned veterans in the game and stuff, they, you know, they're going, you know, they're following that trend where they're, they're you know, they're kind of, you know, trimming the fat off of their albums. They're putting out, you know, the, the meat of the albums, you know, to keep up with that, you know, metaphor, simile, what you want to call it. And, um, yeah, they're putting it out, you know, People are streaming it, you know, they they appreciate it or whatnot. And it seems like the newer guys, like, you know, you know, your Uzi Verts and guys like that, that's, you know, relatively new and they still fresh in the game, you know, they're putting out um, you know, they tend to put out the the 15 plus, you know, song albums out. And, you know, you know, some of the songs are, you know, two, three minutes long, but again, you know, everything adds up you know, 15 plus tracks, you know, you know, it's, it adds up to about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, depending. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I personally appreciate the, the shorter albums and stuff. It, it makes you, yeah, you it know, depends on the artist, more... which we'll, we'll touch on when we get to Kanye, but let's, yeah. let's cut right to it. Um, well, actually, before we cut into, it, I just wanted to mention real quick that you and I had a conversation earlier about how, one of the reasons why they wanted to release a new album over this course of five weeks. So basically a new project every week for five weeks. And one of the reasons why they wanted to do that is because they wanted to recapture that aura from what they did with good Fridays uh, back in 2010. And that was a thing that went on for like, I want to say it was like eight weeks. It was basically leading up to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. So some of yeah. those tracks actually ended up on the final version of his album. You know, they were remastered and fine-tuned, so it was somewhat different from what you heard when it was released on Fridays. But, like, every Friday for, like, almost two months or something to that effect, you had new good music. So it would be, a, like, Kanye West, Pusha T, um, Sci High the Prince, who was signed uh, to them at the time, um, Kid Cudi. You know, a whole bunch of collaborators, and they were all dope songs. So I guess he figured, why not recreate that, but instead put out a brand new album, a full-length album, out every week. So he just ended up producing like 35, 36 beats and handing them over to Pusha T, himself, Nas, Tiana Taylor, and Kid Cudi. And the first project of all of them was released on the very last Friday of May, which was Pusha T's Daytona. 
I personally think that this is a very strong candidate for album of the year. Again, it's only seven tracks, but for my money, it's Pusha T's best body of work as a solo artist to date, arguably. Yo, listen, I totally agree with that sentiment. You know, the first run through, you know, first run through of that album, like I was hooked. Like, you know, he's spitting drug and coke bars. I I can tell you I was hooked. Like, you know, it it really like I, I was blown away because I'm like, you know, I've always, you know, known Pusha T to be a dope artist. Like he's one of my favorites or whatnot. But to put out seven songs or whatnot and keep in mind he was probably the most skeptical out of everybody him and art kanye was like literally arguing about it or whatnot certain songs on the on the album certain beats he was just like nah you know it's not gonna work and kanye just kept telling him like listen trust me bro like trust me i got a vision i i know what i'm doing trust me and yo he he delivered man he he knocked it out of the park in my book like definitely a uh album runner album of the year runner up in my opinion yeah this this album is so consistent as far as the production and and thematically it it just every song transitions flawlessly and seamlessly into the next and by the time the Mm -hmm. album ends you're like holy shit i want more but (laughs) it's not as if i'm not satisfied you know what i mean like This was a great follow-up to his previous album, uh, which was 2015, King Push, uh, Darkest Before Dawn, the prelude, which was actually a very underrated album. It was That was great. But this album had more of a consistency. And, you know, it, it had your, your dark tracks that's typical of Pusha T because, you know, he's always been a coke rapper. But there's just something about Pusha T when he gets that kind of production that complements his 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 narratives and his storytelling and his lyricism. Um and I think Kanye just channeled something really dark and and kind of awe-inspiring in a sense because that's those samples were just really like on another level. And oh, for anybody who doubted Kanye's ability to produce Head bopping hip hop, pretty much put the like this is a, a very, I mean, the seven, it is great, it is a great, and I, I mean, I, I don't even think that you can even be somewhat. Yeah, I do. You know, I totally agree, man. Like he said, because again, you know, you know that, um, you know, an uh, artist, you know, delivered an exceptional body of work when you, you start to like follow almost everything that he's doing. Like I probably watched almost every interview that he's done that's been on like YouTube or some type of platform just because I appreciate how great and amazing the album is. And, you know, he said, you know, because he's he's jacking it. He's saying it that, yo, I have album of the year. Like, nobody's putting out nothing better than me. And he's owning it. And, like, I, you know, I appreciate the, the confidence. He said it himself in the interview, like, you know, the way he, this the, this album, it's, it's car music. Like, this is the music you, 
you ride around in your car, you have it on blast, and then everyone who's on the block is going to turn around like, yo, what is that? And I agree with it. Oh. Um, it's great music, but it also knocks and whip, too. Uh, Santeria, that seems to be a really big fan favorite. Um, that's a great sample, and I would about the song is that the first half of the song uses the same sample that used for well, they the, the um, sample that one that song drugs uh, with Biggie on the hook. So happens to favorite beats ever. That's yeah. like, oh shit, this shit is based. And then, like, with the one that would in that chorus, um, this this really like bold. Uh, comeback yeah. baby is another one of my favorites. I mean, I think that I can't even mention this track. This track is one of my favorites. Every track, like, any album, in like this song. And that was that was what made the album, the project, even more interesting. The fact that he ended. so that plug is for the dub by Drake, and that was a hard. It came back with story of Adon, uh, Adidon, yeah, Adidon laid to rest after that. That was basically an extension of of the other project. Yeah, I mean, that infrared track, like, you know, it wasn't no, you know, there was no subs or anything in it. Like, it was clear as day that, you know, he's talking about Drake, he's talking about Lil Wayne, he's talking about Baby or whatnot. And there, you know, I appreciate, like, I 100% was for the, the beef that they had, what as brief as it was. I was hoping it would go back and forth a little bit more. But, um, yo... Like Drake, Drake messed up. You know, he messed up mentioning you know Pusha T's fiance, Virginia Williams, and that's why Pusha T went as hard as he did. According to him, he was like, "I didn't even go that hard or whatnot," but he 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 crossed the line mentioning my fiance or whatnot. So yeah, it, that song it just like it pretty much the whole week. That's what everybody was talking about, and yeah, Drake, you know. He had no, he didn't have a response. Supposedly, his album that's coming out Friday, he might have little, you know, a track or two subliminal about it. But honestly, the time's up. Like, I, I don't want to hear any type of response from you. Like, you had your window. You you know, when you went against Meek, you did the the same thing. You gave him four days. You've had way too much time. Like, I don't want to hear nothing about Pusha T. <laughs> that it's exactly up and that ship is sailed already um i think people are just already forgot let's just call it, yeah. what it is. um and that's just is, is it gonna affect drake's record sales no absolutely not but it put hands on notice that he is better mc which may not be that but he's the better mc 
And he, you know, see you at the end of the day is a rapper's rapper. You know, Drake is just at this point. He has his initial fan base. And they're gonna they're gonna support him and flock to his whether we like it or not. You know, his album is gonna be supposedly a double album, which is very interesting. Um, he's taking like uh, Andre 3000 type of route or uh, a Lauren Hill kind of route. It's going to be half R&B, half hip hop. So we'll see. I mean, Drake doesn't really doesn't really tickle my fancy, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how, how that album turns out. But let's move yeah, on yeah. to the next project, which was released the following Friday, June 1st. We get Kanye West's long awaited LP, Yay. Simply titled Yay. And what's so interesting about Yay and Daytona, what they had similarly was that the album covers were uploaded like, what, 24 hours or like several hours before the albums were released on the streaming services where Daytona, uh, you know, they paid 80 G's for that, that, that photograph of Whitney Houston's hotel room before she died. Um, and they use that as the Daytona album cover. And then Kanye just he just, just took a snapshot on his iPhone, apparently, of the of the Rocky Mountains, I think it is, uh, in Wyoming. And he used that as his cover. So it's very, very mm-hmm. interesting, to say the least, with the album covers. But yeah. overall, with Ye, I like the album. And I do think it's solid. But if I must say... It it feels very shorthanded, and you kind of get the sense where you don't you're not really sure where he's going with it conceptually or musically. Like the experimentation is still there, but I feel like what worked to push a tease advantage with having seven songs didn't work with um it I, to me it didn't work with Kanye West. Kanye West is the type of artist that needs at the very least 10 to 12 tracks to really get his creativity across to, to the, to the listeners. I just felt like it was, I just felt like it it felt incomplete. You know, it felt like an incomplete project and it left me kind of scratching my head wanting more like, eh, this is it. You know, I was kind of expecting more. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the album. Like, you know, seven tracks. There's four. There's about four standouts for me that, like, you know, I I really love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my take on it, it's like it feels, it feels, it feels a bit incomplete. Like I don't think Kanye will ever be that that type of artist where you know seven, eight songs is just gonna be you know good enough for him. Like his his the way his mind works, his creativity. I don't think he's ever gonna you know, reach that point. If he's still out putting out music at 50 plus years old, he's going to be giving you like 10 plus tracks and people are going to gravitate and want it. Like, that's just my opinion. But um, yeah, like I feel like, so compared to, all right, for instance, I feel like with, you know, Yeezus, when that came out, what, 2013? Yeah. I feel like that, that album, he kind of just was like, all right, I'm gonna just throw some shit together and just give it to the fans and and watch it watch it sell. Like I feel like that was his whole mentality. Cause even the the the, the album cover was there was no effort, little to no effort. But I feel like with Ye, 
I think he didn't take a similar approach, but I feel like it was kind of the same concept. But in this, you know, this album, he actually put in an effort. He was like, all right, I'm going to give y'all the seven track album, but I'm actually going to put some effort into it or whatnot. And, you know, it had the dark themes, you know, suicide, you know, him yeah. being bipolar, you know, him being, you know, addicted to, you know, pills and stuff like that. So overall, it, it was good. It was a it was a nice, nice project. Yeah, it was it was a, a nice project, but I think he set the bar way too high with Daytona. So, you know, a week removed yeah. from Daytona, it was kind of like, eh, you know, but overall, in its own right, it's it's good. But I think it's probably going to go down as Kanye's worst album. Uh, and you know yeah, it's not, be- that's not saying much because every Kanye album is pretty much great. Um, so, yeah. but this is I would consider this his weakest project for sure. Yeah, it's it's hard to like uh, honestly to me it's hard to like pretty much rank it with the rest of his albums because it has that you know that feeling of being incomplete and you know yeah it just to rank it in his dis- discography it's 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 kind of hard for me or whatnot, but. Again, it's a it's a good project, but like you said, Daytona is just like Jesus. Like, if you're coming out with stuff like this, and this is the first week, wow! Like, what do you what, what's your joint gonna sound like? And then yeah, it was just exactly. like, it's good, you know. I'm a little I'm a little underwhelmed, you know, but it, it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I really enjoyed the, the way the album began with "I Thought About Killing You." I, that's actually my favorite song on the entire album, ironically. I started to appreciate that after, you know, me and you had a, uh, a conversation, you know, via Marco Polo, you know, giving the, the album a couple more listens. Cause that's the beauty of, of these seven track albums. You're done in like 20, 25 minutes or whatnot. Ah, yes, so, yes. That's, that's a yes, very so. good point. I, uh, yeah. I can listen to the album twice and it'll be within 45 minutes. And that's yo, I find I find that super convenient or whatnot, especially in you know these times where it's like so much is going on, so much is being streamed. You know, sometimes we don't have no time to you know sit there and try to listen to a, a forty-five minute, sixty-minute album. So I, I definitely appreciate that factor of it. But yeah, I I started to like I gave it another listen or two after you know we had our convo and. Yeah, I really like that song. The song really grew on me. Oh. Yeah, it's it's got some... The album's got some good samples, like the Slick Rick sample on uh, No Mistakes. Uh, no Mistake. Oh. I, I like that song a lot, too. It's one of my favorites on that album. Overall, uh, it's good. I, I, I heard that the backstory of it was uh, that he... Like, basically, that... What we, what we are listening to is not is the what the final product that we're listening to is not what was originally recorded or originally intended like he went back and re-recorded a lot of material re-remastered some stuff um i mean the album dropped like what a month removed from his his controversial tmz appearance and he's referencing yeah. that on the album so you can clearly yeah. tell that it was it was rushed you know, and it, it kind of sounds like it was a rushed project. You know, like yeah. it wasn't, it didn't sound like it was something that was a year in the making for sure. It sounded like he just oh. spent maybe two weeks, three weeks tops coming up with with themes and concepts for the album and, you know, just ended up putting it out just like that. Yeah, yeah, because um, 
he did a all right. So he did an interview with Charlemagne the God back like I think April eighteenth. The interview was like an hour and forty minutes. I tried. I got to like thirty minutes. So I was like, no, nah, I can't watch no more of this. And Charlemagne said it when you know when Ye dropped. He was like, listen, the album that I heard that he made me listen to it was different than what he put out. So after the whole you know TMZ incident, he basically he basically went back, scrapped the you know the the original project and, you know, did something, you know, else. And, you know, like you said, it sound, uh, it sound rush because he was working with like, you know, two to three weeks, just putting stuff together, remastering. And, you know, this is the, the end product. So I'm kind of curious to, you know, I, I, oh, I wonder like, what, what did the previous year was supposed to sound like, you know? Well, remember he put out those two tracks um, back in, what was it like early May? Like uh, basically like early spring or late, uh, like right before the, the, the good music project started coming out. But remember he put out those two tracks and then he had said that he was going to use the photograph of the, the surgeon who worked on his late mom. Yeah. Uh, with that procedure before she died. And he was going to use his photograph as the album cover. And the album was supposed to be called love everyone. Or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. So he clearly yeah. just retooled the entire album from a conceptual standpoint. And that just pretty much adds to how like incredible this man is as an as a producer, as, a, as an artist, because you know, to totally just all right, scrap the the name, the 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 concept of you know the initial album and then just kind of on the fly you know, piece together something brand new. It's like, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's, yay is going to be a very interesting project to look back on a couple of years yeah. from now due to the fact that this was in the middle of some of the most tumultuous, pretty much the most tumultuous time in his life where he's going mm -hmm. through so he just recently had another child um, and he's going through this, I guess, this public makeover. I don't even know what you want to call it because now all of a sudden he's a Trump supporter. Um, he's saying that, oh, you know, you, sh you should love everyone else, which is fine. You know, I, I don't really care for his political views. I, if anything, I find them somewhat entertaining. But um, yeah, yeah, he's just. It's a very interesting period in his life as a, as a person, forget the artist. So that's why I'm saying three, four, five years from now, it's going to be very interesting looking back on Ye and looking at whatever subsequent projects he puts out in the next couple of years and saying, and we will probably say to ourselves, you know what? Maybe Ye was a very timely album and it fit in 2018. And it, it couldn't have came at a at a more convenient or inconvenient time, should I say? So, um, with that being said, you know, will you, do you think that the uh, yay it will age well? You know, with the next four or five years. See, that's the thing. I, I guess only time will tell because I felt this way about. I recently revisited Jesus. Um, I think actually, I think I revisited Jesus right before yay dropped. Um. You know, just I was just in the mood to listen to it because I don't I wasn't really all that crazy about it back in 2013. Like there were some songs that I liked and there were some songs that were just like, eh, OK. 
Um, Same here. But the album does hold up pretty well, and you can see how it's, I guess, somewhat influential in terms of its experimentation. I think that the experimentation was just a little too much for me at the time. But I I enjoyed Yeezus this time, listening to it five years later. Um, Not saying that it's one of my favorite Kanye albums, but it it was definitely, it's definitely a lot more enjoyable now than it was before. So, Yay might be very similar where you may just have to give it a couple of years, even if it is one full year, to really go back and, in retrospect, see where Kanye was at. Uh, mentally and artistically so it could just be one of those albums that ages very well who knows or maybe not maybe we'll look back on it a couple of years from now and say man this was trash so who knows yeah it's yeah i you know i'm definitely you know with you with that being said i'm i'm gonna revisit Jesus one of these days or whatnot like the anniversary for it and born sinner just passed like i would say last week or something like that so yeah. I'm definitely gonna, you know, revisit it and you know see you know see what you're saying. I can say this though, the rollout for for Jesus was crazy. Like it, you know, that was a crazy crazy rollout or whatnot. So yeah, well we'll see, man. I'll, I'll definitely give it a, another listen. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I've listened to it enough to formulate. I've listened to it enough to formulate a strong opinion about it. So, um. You know, it is what it is, but I guess I'll, I'll revisit it a year from now and, and give an extension of, of my original opinion uh, or an edited version, a revised opinion. But as far as letter yeah. grades, let me take a step back. So Daytona, if I'm going to give the album a letter grade, I'd give it an A, a solid A or A minus. You know, it is really – I really have any complaints about the album, to be honest. Uh, with Ye – I'd give it like a B minus. That's that's respectable. I, I would say uh, a B minus B range. You know, sounds about right. With um Daytona, uh, for me it's like it's A. You know, borderline A plus. Like I, I love it that much. Yeah, seriously. The only reason why I'm I'm saying minus is because it probably could have benefited from at least two or three more songs, but. You know, it's it's perfectly fine the way it is. So I yeah, maybe I'm just nitpicking, but I give it an A because it really is like that, that much of a solid album. Now let's fast forward to June 8th, the following week. This is project number three in the good music rollout. Kanye West and Kid Cudi finally deliver their long-awaited and highly anticipated collaborative project called Kids See Ghosts. This yes. album was again another interesting release because when it was released um the copy that i downloaded did not have the right track list as far as names were concerned so the 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 songs themselves were correct but the titles were far different from what they revised and, and edited and released the streaming services the following day so I had yeah. to like actually take a step back and I, I said to myself, you know what? Let me give this another day before I go back and re-listen to it. Cause I, I wanna like see if they're gonna remaster anything and stuff like that, which they didn't. They just they just edited the the title 
the tracks of the titles, uh, the titles of the tracks. Um, off the first listen, I thought it was okay. Um, but then as I started listening to it more and more, I really, really enjoyed this LP. It's kind of like everything that you would expect from a Kanye Kid Cudi album. You know, like really good production, um, very melodic sounds, and, uh, you know, a very memorable opening with, with a Pusha T verse. I, I like it a lot, man. I actually enjoy Kid C Ghost more than Ye. I don't know about you. Um, yo, I can, yeah, I can honestly say after, so to, to backtrack, when that whole, you know, the song titles not matching the songs, yo, when I downloaded it, I thought that I, it was something I did. Like I thought the download <laughs> while downloading it, like it just skipped each other. And then like, you know, cause when I was listening to it, I'm looking at the title and I'm like, this shit don't match. Like, what's going on? Or what? Right, I thought, right. Yeah, yeah it, that's what I thought. <laughs> so I'm glad you cleared that up for me because I was really sitting here. I like I had it downloaded and I was so frustrated by it because I thought it was me. I deleted it and like I was like, yeah, I'll listen to it like you know at the end of the weekend or something because this this is you know frustrating me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes. But um, as as for compared to first listen, like I told you, you know. When I first heard it, you know, that I was kind of, I had my mind expecting it to sound like, you know, the Ghost ghost Town track on Yay. So I just had my mind for some reason just programmed like, okay, everything is going to sound something from this realm or whatnot. So the first listen, it was okay for me or whatnot. But the, the second, third, you know, fourth listen, like it got better and better every listen for me or whatnot. And I, I can honestly say that I, I liked it better than Ye. And even like Ye's, like his verses on the, you know, on that album. I'm like, yo, he was spitting some some stuff on there. So I was just like, yeah, Kid C Ghost is is better than Ye in my book. You know, it's almost as if Kanye was saving his better material for that project as opposed to his own album, which I found ironic. It's like you said, like. I found his verses on Kid C Ghost a lot more entertaining and a lot mm-hmm. more uh a lot more introspective than the ones that yeah. he had on Ye. Um and I just found that very odd. It was almost as if he was doing Kid Cudi a favor in a sense where he was like, "You know what? This has been a project where it's been years in the making and you've helped me out a lot on my albums." And my project, so I'm gonna do you this one solid, because the, the yeah, samples yeah. Are, are, especially the sample of Fourth Dimension. That that, that sample is really really good. Um, oh, I love the title track Hit Sea Ghost, because Most Def is on it. Like, what the hell? They brought out Most yeah. Def from the pits of prison and shit. Yeah, that, yeah, that's one of my. That's one also one of my favorite tracks. So with the opening track, Feel the Love, like that. Pretty much, I feel like that song delivers it. Like, yo, listen, it's we're here. You know, this is the album. It's like it's a hard delivery. Funny thing is, like, again, I told you when Pusha T with Daytona dropped. You know, I was watching pretty much everything Pusha T related. He said that, um, because everything again with Yay, Kid C Ghost, Daytona. This guy, he pretty much he this guy Yay, he really 
you know, pushes the deadline. Like, you know, it's like a second left before it's due and he'll submit it. So Pusha T was just got off the plane. I think he was going to perform. So at a show or whatnot, or he landed, he was getting ready to, you know, you know, check in where he needs to. He gets a text from Ye saying like, yo, I need a verse for, for kids. He goes, and he was, he, he hit him back up. He was like, yo, um, he's like, yo, I just landed. Like, I, I can't. He's like, nah, bro. Like I, I need it now. The, the album is due like in like an hour or something crazy like that. <laughs> and, Chitty, he had to, he was just like, look, you know, he asked for it. I, I had to, you know, find the time and, you know, make that verse. So he literally made that verse, like, probably like a, a few hours before the, the album was released or whatnot. Lord, that is, <laughs> that's impressive because I, I would, I would be shitting in my pants <laughs> knowing that I had a deadline that close. It's not even like he's saying, nah, man, I got to turn this album in uh, in a week. He's like, nah, I got a couple of hours, so you better get to the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get to the studio now. I need to give me a verse right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, this album actually had the same artwork. Well, not the same artwork, but artwork from the same artist that did his graduation cover way back when. I can't believe graduation has been 11 years now. Wow. Yo, that's saying something. Wow. Yeah, we were in purchase when that, that shit was in rotation. We were college students, like, what, age yeah. 19, 20? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Jesus. Uh, time flies. <laughs> As, uh, yeah, for well, real. for a letter grade, I'd give this album a solid B+. Not too many complaints. Yeah. Um, This is another album where I would have liked for them to explore a little more musically uh, with their styles since they, you know, they, they go so well together. Um, I would have liked, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a nice 10, 11, 12 track album. Yeah, I feel like that with that in particular, this album, I that would be, you know, justified. Like I, I would I do. I really wanted to see like, you know, 10, 11, 12 tracks, especially, you know, like you said, with Kanye, it almost seems that he was like throwing Kid Cudi the alley-oop for, you know, his, you know, for, you know, this project. Like, yo, look. I'll put out I'll put out my stuff for EA, you know, whatnot, but I'm saving all the good stuff for you and I'm gonna throw you the alley. And because, you know, to redeem himself for like, you know, his last, you know, his last two albums. Um, the last one, I forgot the name, Passion, something, something. I actually like that album or whatnot. It was an improvement from his 2015 album, which was Speeding Bullet to Heaven. Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying. I actually do like the album like it's like he I never he almost listened to that album. i wasn't even aware that that album was released up until about a month ago i just was in the mood for kid oh. Cudi, and i was looking through his discography and i'm like wait this came out in 2016 where the hell was i that i didn't even know about this album like that's crazy it i had to go and, and revisit that album not revisit but i just visited for the first time because i've never actually listened to that album yeah, so, but this, you know, Kids See Ghost, it's like, listen, I've always, you know, I, I've been a, I've always been a Cuddy fan ever since he first dropped, like, you know, I, I gravitated towards, you know, Man on the Moon or whatnot, uh, and, yeah, I've been a fan since then, so for him to, him and Ye to put out this project, like, it's a, so it's a win in the win column for him, yeah, like, I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, me too, and Kid Cuddy is recovering from, uh, depression 
and all that. Yeah. So they they both have their demons. So it was it's a very timely project for them to be putting out together around this time yeah. of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's crazy. Like kid, so you know, Kid Cudi used to get flack for you know because people always you know thought his song, you know, pushed you know people you know especially kids you know to like oh you know give in to your depression and you know if you give in to your demons blah 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 but it's it's actually the opposite. A lot of people say that like yo they love him because. He um he pretty much saved saved a lot of kids. Like he's like yo, his music saves me and stuff like that or whatnot. Yeah, around the time when Kid Cudi came out, which was two thousand eight or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean because he he pretty much wrote a, like a good portion of eight hundred eight to heartbreak. Um, he was he was a, a really heavy contributor to that album. Um. That was around the time when melancholy rap was starting to become a thing, like real popular. Because then yeah. like Drake came out right after that. Uh, so, you know, the melancholy hip hop was was starting to take form. Around yeah, emo, emo, emo was booming around that time. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was cool to be an emo rapper and shit. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I, I'm, like, one of the few people that wasn't that crazy about the first man on the moon. Maybe now, like, almost 10 years later, if I go back to it, I'll probably appreciate it more. But at the time, I knew it was decent. Um, it had some good songs in it, but overall, I just thought it was decent. Now, Man on the Moon 2, I really, really liked. I actually enjoyed Man on the Moon 2 more than the first one. Oh, no, that, that one was, was fire. I, I really liked the first one. But the second one, I'm gonna second one. I, I, I it slight it edged out the first one for me. Like the second one was really was awesome. I really liked it. Yeah, just when you thought it couldn't get more darker and depressing, he he releases uh the Legend of Mister Ranger. Yeah, yeah. That, that was what it was called, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, in any case, at, at least we have we have another Cuddy project under. Under his belt to listen to, yeah. So overall, three projects in, and you know they're they're solid. They're each solid in in all their different ways. So yeah. this leads you to wonder what the hell is going to happen on June fifteenth when Nas's top secret project, mind you, all these projects were pretty much top secret. Like no one was saying anything on interviews. Nas didn't even release the the track list or anything like that until like two days before I think it was or maybe even the day before and the same thing with the album title and then he had the the listening party in Queensbridge and Kim Kardashian was there and company and whatnot um and I was excited because this was Nas is one of my my top three favorite rappers of all time yeah. um and this is his first album in six years since Life is Good which was a great album I think it's not it's one of Nas's finest moments in his career just based off of consistent beat selection. Because that's yeah. one thing that Nas has always been criticized. I criticize him for it too. But that's one of the things that he's been criticized for, which is not having the greatest beat selection in the world. You know, some yeah. of his albums, they ha- it has production that will put me to sleep or just not very real. exciting. Yeah, real um, lack of... So, Nasir drops... And again, another interesting album cover. It's a 1986 photo. 
I forgot. Uh, it's a 1986 photo of these children up against the wall, and they're holding an assortment of firearms, um, and whatnot, and like you know, many many submachine guns and shit like that. Um, and I forgot where the the photograph takes uh took was photographed at. Do you remember? Was it was it California? Um, I'm not even sure. I want to say California, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, I, yeah, I'll do my research on that. But it was basically the photograph was taken around the time where crack uh, got into the United States and started to become an epidemic. So, yeah. with that album cover, you can pretty much predict or infer what the out where Nas is going with this conceptually. So, the album itself is is really good from a production standpoint. It's one of Nas's most solid efforts because he's, again, he he doesn't often have that very consistent production, and this production is you know Kanye at his, I guess somewhat finest, um, really good samples that are are, are cleverly used. My drawback, if I'm going to be a critic, is that Nas he kind of already sounds bored and tired of rapping. It's kind of like, it's not exactly the same thing, but it's kind of like where Eminem is at this point in his career, where Eminem can wrap his head off. He can wrap mm-hmm. circles around anybody. Everyone knows that. Like, he's the most technically skilled rapper possibly of all time. Um, but when he raps, it's it's kind of like Eminem has lost that ability to construct a listenable song. You know, he's just rapping to rap, but he kind of forgot the art of picking a good beat and, you know, just creating a good song in general. And I think yeah. that's kind of the issue that I have with this album where Nas doesn't really come across as inspired on this album. The production sounds inspired, but his lyricism really doesn't. And yeah. and that's not to say that he's not spitting shit. He's spitting thought-provoking stuff on this album like he normally does, but yes. I there's just something off. I feel like maybe you know he was glad to have uh, an entire album produced by Kanye West, but at the same time he's probably at this point just like over it in his life. I mean he's he's early to mid forties. Um, he just doesn't sound like the same. Not he just doesn't sound excited on this album. Yeah, I mean, I personally, like, I really liked Nazir. Like, you know, the opening track, like, I just, I love the energy. I love Diddy on there talking his ish. Like, Oh, it, yeah. It was, Not for yeah, radio it, is a great, if anything, that's, like, the, a great way to start this project, for sure. Like, that, and when it transitioned into, transitions into Cop Shot the Kid with the song, oh, yeah. example. Like, yeah, that was a perfect cool. way for me, uh, in my opinion, to start this album. But yeah, go ahead, my bad. Yeah, that really, it really set the tone of the album for me. Like hearing that first track, and then you know, leading into you know, "Cop Shot the Kid." Like, oh man, I was like, yo, and like, there's a lot of songs. There's a, I, I enjoyed like all of the album. All the songs were cool, were were dope, you know. 
He's he's rapping his, you know, his introspective. You know, when it comes to Nas albums, you almost have to have like an a research book with you and a, and a notepad because like yep. <laughs> you're getting you're learning stuff, you know, from what he's saying or whatnot. But like, I think you know, I agree with you to to a certain extent. I feel like you know, with this album, I feel like it. He, you know, the thing is, he kind of lacked like i guess it didn't really connect on a, a human level like he didn't really insert himself within the lyrics uh you know like like pre other albums like you know 444 was a great album it was like a, an excellent album you know jay-z really inserted himself he he spoke about what's going on he he talked from his perspective like he wasn't afraid to like really interject himself in it and i feel like you know with nas he didn't, you know, because at the time, you know, Nazir dropped probably like a couple of weeks ago. Khalees came out and was saying that, yo, you know, he used to they used to like physically fight when they were married and stuff like that. Like he would get blackout yeah. and like, you know, just he doesn't even address it on this album. But not at all. Like, so I was like looking to hear that, like, you know, OK, if he's going to cleverly explain the situation or something to that effect, he just like dismissed it like totally like his main thing on you know throughout the the the, the album was that oh i finally got you know yay beast now so y'all can stop talking about like I, I got bad production i choose bad production on on my albums and it's just like yo you had a you had a a, a lot of stuff going on besides that that you could have you know kind you know shed some light to but you, you didn't so i can I, I see what you're saying as with the eminem comparison like you know Get, you know they can wrap their ass off. You know don't don't ever try to step to them in that in that capacity. But as far as like you know constructing a song, it's kind of like eh, you know I I reached that point where it's like eh, it's cool to you know I rap to rap. I I don't really you know want to put too much thought into you know what I'm I'm putting out there like that. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? For a letter grade, I would give this album a solid B. Yeah. Even a B plus, depending on my mood. But yeah, yeah it's it's a good album. I I liked it overall. Yeah, is it gonna go down as one of my favorite Nas albums of all time? Probably not. I mean, probably not. But it's it's very easy to listen to because it's only seven songs. Yeah, it's very, you know, and that's probably the best part of the album. Like, sure, I would have liked it to be extended to like a four forty four format where it was ten ten consistent and solid tracks from a narrative standpoint. Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, this, this album was good. Overall, it was good. I agree. I, I, the letter grade, it's, you know, I, I agree as well. Like it's definitely a, a, a solid B hands down B plus. If you're like in the mood or whatnot, especially like I said, when those two, those, that, that, one two combo of the first two tracks, you know, come on, that just gets you like hyped, like you could feel it in your soul, like, and yeah, it's a B plus, you know, if that if I'm feeling in the mood, you know, like that. And you know, even white labels, so you could pretty much say the first, the way the album starts with, with the first three tracks, like the first half of the album is is a, is great. Yeah, you know, and I feel like. You know, uh, the rest of the album is, is fine, but um, here's the thing. The, the track, Everything, 
I think it's I think it's a good song. I think it's a really good song, but I feel like that concept, since it was already recently tackled on Book of Ryan, yeah, you know what song I'm talking about? Anything and everything. I feel yeah. like Royce did it a lot better, and it was more way more straightforward, way, way more straightforward. Like this song, everything is it kind of drags and it's very plodding. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not exactly the most. Uh, it's not. It's not really a song that holds your attention all that much. I mean, it's over seven minutes long. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still think it's a good song. It's a well-produced song. I just feel like that seven minutes could have been shrunken down to three and a half minutes, maybe four. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because everything is like one, like one of my favorite songs on the album. Or whatnot, mainly because you know the dream and, and Kanye like they work, they go in tandem. They work well together on the song. Like right, he's another frequent Kanye collaborator in recent years. Yeah, and like so that that you know right there, those two guys on it, you know that had me sold. But I, I see what you're saying. Like it's, it's the song is what seven minutes thirty two seconds. You know the first two minutes is pretty much Kanye and you know the dream you know singing the hook or whatnot and you know then Nas you know kind of just slides in or whatnot you know he wrapped up some stuff or whatnot you know talk about you know his just his past and you know getting his first mansion and you know things like that but it, it was yeah it's like he was like all right I'm gonna rely on these first two minutes of you guys singing and now I'm gonna jump in and you know throw some stuff in there I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in like maybe two minutes maybe two and a half minutes worth of, you know, verses. And then you finish it up with just repeating the chorus and stuff. Like it, it could have been shrunk, shrunk in. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then, uh, and it ends, it ends in a, on a pretty good note too with Simple Things. I think Simple Things is a decent song. Uh, it, it's a little too short, but, yeah. um, you know, overall it was, it wasn't the, the album is not the, the amazing and excellent album that I was anticipating, uh, unfortunately, but it's, it's a solid album. I, I like it overall. I enjoy it. So yeah. up to this point, there have been no bad projects in the good music rollout. So now yeah. you have the the final project, the fifth and final project, which is Tiana Taylor's album, uh, KTSE. I forgot what the acronym stands for. Yeah, keep that same energy. There you go. Keep that same energy. So that was yeah. just released last Friday. Um, yeah. I listened to it for a third time today while washing dishes. See, that's the thing about these seven, eight track albums. You can listen Yo. to it during the duration of washing dishes and you're good. Yo, they're so convenient, bro. <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like I'll listen to half the album. Uh, Washing a couple of dishes and then the other half walking the dog, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's like I got a full album in, you know, in 25 under 25 minutes. Uh, I feel accomplished. Like, yeah, awesome. right. Yeah. Um, admittedly, I never listened to any material from Tiana Taylor, um, or at least full length albums. Um, and this was a pleasant surprise. I, 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 the album really grew on me after the first listen. Um, it's smooth. Uh, it's got some very memorable tracks on there, and she's got a really good voice. That's something that I never really noticed 
she's got a great voice. And she kind of reminds me of SZA in a way because they have like a very similar delivery in terms of pitch. Yeah. It's um so it's fun. so um Lauren Hill actually gave her like, you know, her gave her her props or whatnot. Like she like hit her up and was like, yo, this album was was like, listen, I'm giving you the the Lauren Hill, you know, seal of approval. This album was was great. And she was so excited. She shared it on Twitter. You know, everybody was retweeting and stuff because, you know, getting a nod from someone like like Lauren Hill is like, yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. And this is like what I was trying to get, you know, with this album. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. She doesn't, you know, to be honest, she doesn't have, like, a lot of music out like that. Like, she has, this is her second studio album, I believe, and she has, like, two mixtapes out there. So, yeah. her last album that came out, um, I think it's Seven. That album, if whenever you get a chance, you know, if you want to continue on the Tiana Taylor vibe, I would say to, you know, visit that album, because that album is it's good. It's awesome. Like, it came out, I think, like, 2014, 2015, and then, like, she kind of just music kind of went to the side but here's the thing like she's so like well known because she does everything else she was acting she has a modeling contract she has a tv show with with her husband uh iman shumpert iman shumpert like she do, does everything she's really like a jack of all trades so she wasn't suffering you know when she wasn't putting music out like she she probably made a way more not putting music out which is funny because that's the music is yeah. her, like, love. So, yeah, she, she, she does. did she break the internet, what was it, last year with that, that video? Oh, for Fade. Yeah, 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 oh, for Fade. What was that, like, two years ago, maybe? Um, 2016. Yeah, like, that was, I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, um, so, you know, it's funny because, um, so she says, you know, she, you know, when, when this, when, you know, KTSE dropped, like, uh, last week, she said, you know, in an interview or something like that, that she's planning to, like, release, like, visuals and videos for every song on the album. And I, listen, if there anything like the Fade video, listen, I'm waiting. Like, I'm patiently waiting, you know. Oh, you best believe that the video for WTP is going to be off the hook. Oh, hell yeah. Most definitely. She's just going to murder that. I'm just, like, drooling over over the possible visuals. <laughs> yeah, and then another, you know, crazy, another crazy, which I found out today, you know, listening to The Breakfast Club. So she went on, I think, um, Big Boy radio station. She was, um, you know, doing an interview. She said that, you know, she she was happy that, you know, she was excited and happy that the album came out. But she was kind of not upset, like a little disappointed because apparently um, there was a, a good amount of samples that didn't clear on the album. So they had to like, I guess, rework the album and put it out as is, even though a lot of, you know, she had a, a few samples that didn't clear. So, you know, she had to go back, retool, and it was just like, yo, we want to keep the same date that we, we initially said. So we're going to, we're going to put it out as is. So according to her, she's saying that, you know, when the sample's clear, she's going to put out, like, the complete version that we were supposed to hear or not. Because there was, like, a, I guess, because keep in mind, out of the whole Lucky 7 rollout, she's the only one with eight songs. So Yeah, I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah, it's, I, I, 
I had to look look at the the track listing for a second because I'm like, wait, this album feels a song or two longer. And yeah, it was it was the only one with more than seven songs. Yeah, so I guess she really wanted to. She really emphasized to Kanye, like, look, I need to put out more music. Like, I haven't put out an album in like what four years. I really want the fans to know, like, yo, the music is not lacking. So. Yeah, so so apparently she said once you know everything is you know cleared and stuff, she's gonna put out the the com- quote unquote complete version of you know keep that same energy or whatnot. Yeah, but I mean, if if she's gonna keep that same energy, um, I would release the the videos to a couple of songs ASAP. Yeah, yeah. I know WTP is gonna be a, a hit. I mean, it's very explicit, obviously, but they can edit that that pussy part out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, this album has has some really good songs, like Three Way, uh, Rose in Harlem, even the first track, No Manners. Mm-hmm. Lot, lots of good shit to 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 listen to on this album. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was a great like listen, like you know, like Three Way, Rose in Harlem, Rose in Harlem. She basically, you know, she's basically talking about. Yo, uh, basically what, you know, I, I mentioned like, yeah, I didn't put out music in this long, but I got like three houses now, you know, just let y'all know I'm not suffering. I got money. Boom, boom, this, this and that. Like, I really like that song. Three Way was awesome. WTP, like when I heard it, I was just thinking like, I was just thinking of like the video being like this big ass fashion shoot, suit, like shoot with like. A bunch of people voguing and doing a bunch of shit in like crazy outfits. Like that's that's my vision for that video. Yeah, who knows? That's probably what the final product is gonna be like. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was great. It was a uh, it was an awesome project. Like I really liked it. It's a, a good follow up, especially considering she hasn't put out music in so long, and she already she was already put us on the map when that fade video dropped. She, I think she broke the internet. Uh, I think, and she just she keep her, she kept rising since then. Like it was the sky was the limit after that. So we'll yeah, see. For real. I also like that song "Hurry" with Kanye West. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, that's like another another like hidden gem. Like one of one of my favorite songs as well. Like I, yo, I really liked Kanye's verse on it. it. It wasn't long, but it was entertaining as hell. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's. It seems like uh, Kanye's best material was saved for every other project but his own. And that, you know, that just shows that, like, he, you know, he really, you know, he's a, he really cares about his, his, his artists. He really cares about his label. Like, he saved some of his, you know, his best verses and stuff for everyone else's project versus his. And it's just, like, it's pretty selfless of you, Kanye. <laughs> so. Yeah, for real. So, final thoughts on this good music rollout. I thought it was a success. Was it perfect? No. I mean, not every album is going to go down as a classic. Daytona was obviously by far the best project of, of the, the five. And I think it was very uh, wisely designed to release that as the first project, to set the bar high so that way it has it builds up the anticipation for other projects. Oh, yeah. um, Absolutely. You know, I would have either put it first or the very last one. I wouldn't have put it sandwiched in between those. I wouldn't have put it in the middle. So the way they did it with Pusha T's release, that was that was fine. 
However, I think they should have gone with. I think they should have gone with Nas right after Pusha T. I don't know for some reason because like just to keep the hip hop momentum going, and then getting into like the more melodic stuff with Ye and Kitty Ghost and KTSE. That would have to me made more sense. You know what I. I'm I'm here for that. I you know I I'm here. I'll back that. You know I'll back that up. Like I, I feel like that would have made a, a bit more sense or whatnot. Because you got you know these two you know guys that spit bars, great rappers. Put those two albums out and then just ease into like you know probably yay after. Then Kid see Ghost. You know because we have you know Cuddy with the melodic singing. You know he sing. You know. He's Kanye singing on certain tracks as well. Like it's real melodic, real smooth. And then, yeah, like um, f- finish it off with. I feel like keep that same energy is you know would be the to, the ice thing on the cake. You know, following that whole you know melodic flow as the last track, as the last song release or not. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know, no pun intended, but. I think I am good for the summer as far as music is concerned. Like, I actually don't want any more projects to come out this summer because this year alone is very reminiscent to 2015, uh, 2010. Like, those were years where, oh, my God, like, so many quality projects were dropping. Um, And this is exactly what that's like. And we're only halfway through the year. I mean, holy shit. The amount of good music that's come out uh, this year, uh, Prime 2, Book of Ryan, uh, KOD, um, Flatbush Zombies album, I, I, I'm really digging, uh, Vacation yeah. Hell, uh, what else, um, J-Rock, Red- Redemption, completely yeah. overshadowed because of Nazir and other good music projects, but I, I love Redemption, man, great yeah. album. And um, it's I'm here, it's, and you know, gotta give a shout out, you know, for the month of June, cause it's like you know, the rappers over forty, man, they they winning, they showing these young cats like, yo, listen, don't try to dismiss us just because we're up there in age, you know, we we listen, we we can still you know get down, and it goes to show you, like, <laughs> a big shout out to the the rappers over forty in June, <laughs> like. Yeah, and I, I haven't even listened to the the Hove and Beyonce album yet. I haven't even listened to that joint yet. It's a good project, bro. It's um, yeah, you'll like it. It's a, it's real good. I feel like you know they wrapped up the trilogy real nicely with this album. Like you know, 2016 Lemonade. You know, the concept was he cheated on me. You know, 2017 444. The concept was, you know, you know, you I cheated, you know, I cheated. That's the the, the entire concept of that album to me. And then right, this, that he was a, he was a flawed man, that he wasn't perfect. Yeah, and then 2018, it's like, look, listen, everyone, y'all can stay out of our business now. You know, we're in a good place. Everything is love, you know, which is the title of the album. Like, I feel like if they if they wanted to, they could just re-release all three albums as a as a trilogy package. Or something like that, because they all work well with each other conceptually. But you, you'll like it when you do get into it. It's nine, I think it's nine songs. You know, first song you're probably not gonna be, you know, too thrilled about, which is ape shit. You know, because I know you're not a, you're not really with, uh, you know, the Migos and stuff. And you know, that was the the flow 
and the the, the Canada of that album because Quavo, I think hey, everybody, he, every rapper jumps on that flow now. I've just accepted it. Like every fucking rapper jumps on that flow now. <laughs> yeah, man. Like J. Cole even did it on his album. Uh, uh, Royce the Five Nine has done it a few times. Yeah, I've just accepted. I I've accepted it for what it is. You know, these rappers got to keep themselves relevant somewhat. Yeah, like, listen, just Beyonce and, and Jay Z are, are, you know, they, listen, they're not above it. So ape shit, it opens up. There's a video for it and everything, but the rest of the the, the content of the album and even with um Hove, you know, he is spitting some stuff on it. You know, he has some some solid verses throughout, scattered throughout the songs. You know, he responded to Kanye's interview about like, you know, Kanye's gripe with you know in the Charlemagne interview was. You know, old Hove, you know, he said, well, you know, that's my brother. You know, he never came to my wedding. You know, I understand he was going through your problems, but you should have came, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the verse with Hove basically was saying, like, listen, me and my wife was going through some shit. And even if the house was burning down, we're not leaving that house until we're good. And (laughs) that was the response or whatnot. But you'll like it, though, when you when you get into it. I think you'll you'll Wow, I mean that's that's deep shit. I mean, <laughs> hey, you can fault the hope for that. I mean, not at all. You got to save your marriage, right? It's your 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 children and your livelihood depend on it. You exactly. It's like, look, listen. I understand. Like, you know, it's cool. You had your wedding. You know, congratulations and stuff. But look, I'm already married, and this is my life right here. I'm not leaving until everything is good with with us. So, you know, you just gotta you know accept it. And yeah, that that was that. Very, very profound stuff. Well, that pretty much wraps our our discussion. Uh, Great discussion, man. Lots, lots of, so much music to talk about. We should do another episode dedicated to another album or a group of albums. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's amazing to think that there's even more music coming out because you know, we're just heading into July. Yeah, Jaden Smith has a sequel to Sire coming out this this uh, next couple of weeks. Um, obviously Drake is dropping this Friday with Scorpion. Uh, a lot, lot, a lot of other projects, man, and it should be should be exciting. But at the same time, it's stressful because <laughs> fuck, man, I can't keep up with all this music. Yeah, yeah, like um. Even like, you know, you mentioned like, you know, a couple of great years of music. I would even throw 2017 in there as well. Like 2017 had a lot of good music, man. A lot of good albums or whatnot that dropped. And it's just like, man, like, like I get overwhelmed, man. I mean, every time something drops, I'm like, yo, can you guys just relax? Like, yo, just take two weeks. Like, give me a two week head start so I can play catch up. Like you guys. Yeah, are- yeah, exactly. It's just, man, too much, too much. It's too much, man. And like you said, we have uh, we had a lot of great albums so far. You know, we're just heading into July, so we just broke the halfway point for the year. And if this is the halfway point, imagine the next half of the year, like what's to come or what what secret projects, what what you know things that are expected to come. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I can wait. There's, there's been too much music. I, I need to let all the other music process. I'm not going to listen to new music until, like, September. You know, I, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you're right about that one. Like, <laughs> you're definitely right. 
Like I, I, I just want to revisit and burn out the the current crop of albums of 2018, and then I'll move on to the other one. So, you know, give give me like give me like 60 days, and then I'll be back at it. Yeah, yeah, like I, you know, I, I still feel like I didn't burn out Book Orion properly, and I, I need to go back to that. <laughs> and like on top of oh, no, that's that's the other thing too. I I burned out Prime too because there was breathing room, and yeah, it was still earlier in the year, but I haven't fully burned out Book Orion. I mean, I've listened to it a lot of times, but I haven't burned it out to the point where I could be like, okay, I don't need to revisit this for a while. Damn, yeah. Like, Prime 2, I definitely did. Like, that shit was on rotation every everywhere. Walking, if I was walking outside, if I was doing my physical therapy in the house and stuff, like, it was on constantly. But Book Orion, I ain't get to burn it out like that yet, man. Like, uh, I need to. <laughs> yeah man we shall see yes, anyway sir. bro we must do this again thank you so much for coming on this edition of AYNE my pleasure my brother like it's it's been great you know first first you know first of many hopefully you know in the books and yeah it was great no doubt man all the listeners, I shall see you in about two weeks when we link up again with another episode. In the yes. meantime, everybody have a good night or a good day, depending on when you listen to this episode. Uh, so one love, my bro. Yes, sir. You know, peace and love, everybody. All right. Peace. peace.